The following is a member of the Burke Reviews podcast family. BurkeReviews.com Hey everybody, welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm John Burke, and with me this week, as always, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And I am a little under the weather this week. Um, my daughter was sick earlier this week, and I caught her cold last night. And Corey, I don't know if, if you're like me, but I can feel the cold coming. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, like, I, I my throat started to have, like, a little itch in it last night. I was like, uh-oh. And then I woke up feeling kind of rough, and as the day progressed, and my students are really cool, because they, they pick up on when I'm not feeling my best, and they kind of, like, they mellow out, and they're really chill when they know that I'm not feeling good. And, um, like, I could just feel, like, at some point, I think I was leaning on my, I have, like, a stand-up desk now, I don't, I try not to sit down during the day, like, at all. And, um, so, like, during lunch, I usually, I even eat, like, standing up with that. I've heard that's not so good, but whatever. Um, and I'm like... I'm like leaning on it at lunch. Like I, I know I probably looked like I was about to take a nap because I was just out of it. But I'm here to record re- despite that. So, how was your week, Corey? You know, it's Friday on the eve of a three-day weekend, so it's great. It is a three-day weekend, and I am very—I'm uh, kind of needing it. You know, I started teaching. Um, uh, computer course at our local college and it's really it's it's going very well and it's um you know I was very nervous last week with my first week and then this week we really kind of got into work and it's it's going very very well I have some really cool students um I am finding it hard not to refer to them as kids because that's what I usually do with my high school kids like I'll say they're my kids but my college ca- class ranges from like 18 to much older so um I can't really refer to them as kids you know so how many students do you have? Uh, t- 13. Nice. Yeah, so it's a nice small class. Um, like Thursday night, we barely spoke unless I was talking like one-on-one because it it's it's almost like an online class, um, but we meet twice a week. and uh, But it, it goes real well. And, um, you know, I know the subject. I know the content pretty well. So it's in that way, it's easy for me to help them when they get stuck and that kind of thing, which is the benefit. It's essentially an online class with like assistance for people who maybe aren't as savvy with computers or, or feel like they need that personal touch to the, the curriculum. You know, So if they have a question, there's somebody right there they can ask rather than like sending an email and waiting for a response, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's been it's been great so far. I'm looking forward to the rest of the semester and, uh, you know, seeing if this becomes a regular thing for me. I hope it is, um, you know, and I'm still fitting movies in, although it is a little harder. Like Tuesdays and Thursdays, I generally don't watch movies because after my class, I'll come home and um, try to get stuff graded or ready for my high school classes the next day. But uh, I did start the AMC A-List um, last nice. weekend. So my three movies a Saturday are starting or somewhere. I did two movies last Saturday. I'm doing three tomorrow unless I don't feel up to the third if, if I'm feeling kind of rough. I'm pretty excited about tomorrow, though, Corey. I'm going to see Searching. That's the John Cho movie where he is. Um, it's all on a computer screen, kind of like Unfriended. Oh, uh, gosh. Uh, it's supposed to be really good, though. And then um, uh, Juliet Naked, which has Ethan Hawke. <gasps> 
and Chris O'Dowd. Yeah, you've I heard was of supposed it. to see that yesterday, and uh, I was sick. I'm very excited about seeing that one. And then um, the new Lenny Abrahamson movie, uh, The Little Strange. Have you heard of that? No. But you know who that is. I can tell by your tone, right? Yeah. It's the director from Frank and Room, uh, his new film, and it does star Domhnall Gleeson. Um, and it's, it's in every movie ever. He's in a lot of stuff. He is. Um, but I'm excited about getting to see that tomorrow. So the I'm doing Stranger. The Little Strange. Is it Stranger? I keep changing yes. the, the name of it. Yeah, I'm seeing that tomorrow. Oh, oh, hold on a second. I didn't realize this was him. Which one? I like Lenny Abrahamson. Little... Yeah, I didn't realize that this was that that was this director because mm. we saw the trailer in you know the theater. I forget what movie we were seeing like a week or two ago. Last week we saw something. Oh, we saw the puppet movie, The Happy Time Murders or something. Uh, yes. That's so it. funnier than I was expecting. I was really uncomfortable. Oh. The things you see with your friends sometimes. Yeah. Um. I was like, oh my god, is this happening right now? But my friend said, this looks like every movie ever. And it kind of does have that generic, like... Hmm. You know what I mean? So now, I was going to pass on it. I didn't realize that it was that director, though. Well, um, Sean, Big Tuna, uh, saw it yesterday at a screener. And he's coming to see it with me tomorrow, uh, unless something changes. Um, because he, he liked it more. He won... He didn't make it through Frank. Sean didn't, and he oh God, he what? didn't really like Room. Um, so he's not a fan of the director, and he seemed to warm up to this movie, which could mean I won't like it since I love Frank and Room, or that um, maybe this is even better than Frank and Room, which would be crazy. So like Frank the trailer might just be not selling the movie properly, which I haven't seen the trailer. Which so happens a lot for sure, especially with horror. Horror or, is notoriously yeah. bad at that. Um, cause they put in what people expect for a horror movie. They put the jump scare type stuff in the trailer, that kind of thing. And, um, it doesn't always come across that way in the actual game, but, um, the game, sorry. I'm looking at my TV screen, which has my Xbox just like cycling through stuff. Sure. Um, I'm kidding. And yeah, well that in the cold, my, I've been, like, I don't know if when you get sick, but my brain stops functioning at a hundred percent when I'm sick. I'm loopy and goodness forbid if I have to take some medicine, I'm gone. Yeah. I, so, um, we're going to get into uh, what we've been watching real quick. Uh, we're not going to get into every single thing we've seen since it has been a while since we actually recorded. It, it won't seem like it to the listeners as we've kept our episode schedule up, but Corey and I doubled up on our last recording. Um, so we haven't talked for like almost two weeks, uh, well, which yeah. is usually... Whatever, we text all the time. Yeah, we do. Totally. <laughs> um, but, all right, I've seen a lot, uh, but not as much as normal because, again, I am, I'm working and... Uh, working another job and still maintaining all the other stuff but um, I'm just going to run through what I've seen and then I'll stop on a couple that I want to talk on um, I watched Half Nelson with Ryan Gosling have you seen that no it's really it's from 2006 and it's uh, the directors um, when Anna Bowden is one of them and she's directing Captain Marvel um, next year and I, I saw her film from uh, 2015 Mississippi Grind with Ryan Reynolds and I think Ben Mendelsohn um and half nelson though uh anthony mackie's also in it. it's really it's a tough watch but it's really good i saw alpha in theaters um definitely a solid movie uh crazy rich asians which i liked quite a bit um the happy time murders which i didn't hate uh but i did not love 2001 a space odyssey and imax which i think you saw as well right oh, okay Don't sorry spoil this. <laughs> um 
But then I watched a movie that's listed as 2017, but I think its official release date was in 2018, called The Endless, which I <gasps> recommended to you yesterday that you should that's watch. That's right. Okay, and perfect. it's super, super cool. Um, really crazy movie. Uh, that's one I think listeners, um, if you trust me and my, my opinions, just watch it. Don't look up a trailer. Don't try to read about it. It's, it's definitely worth the journey and it's very indie um there's no super famous people in it or anything but man uh it's really well told it starts off looking a little too arty with some of the camera shots that there's like this out of focus kind of uh vignette to it on the edges that um have like a dreamlike kind of feel to it and it i don't know if that was just trying to be artistic or if there is something there i kind of want to rewatch it now that i've seen the whole thing and i know what's going on but um it, it goes away. So I, I don't know if that was just where they were shooting the film at the beginning, but um, man, it's great. And the performances are really strong. Like I don't mean anything to say that there's not famous people, but uh, it's super good. And then I, I finally watched Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, um, which has been on my gap list for a long time, putting me at um, 54 out of 100 on the AFI yes. top 100 list. Um, nice. So slowly pecking away at that. And uh, man, I, have you ever seen that? No. I one I couldn't believe the revelation I had, which I shared with you, that the Sundance Film Festival is named after his character, which I should have always known because I always knew Robert Redford played Sun Sundance, but it never clicked. I always was like in my head, I'm like, I wonder why it's called Sundance. Is it in a city called Sundance in Utah? Like I don't, you know, is I it don't in Provo or something. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not Sundance. Although there might be something now because Sundance has become the staple of the film industry um for the festivals at least but and listeners i'm sorry if i sound like a moron for that but you know sometimes there's those things you just you overlook can't know everything yeah well and you overlook those obvious things like and i'd never seen the film so even like knowing that he was in that movie it never made that connection for me but man it, it's a really cool movie um a very unique western i would say too because the music is not what you would expect um oh because uh, it's Burt B uh, Bacharach. Oh, what? Yeah, and so it's it's not Western music at all, and it's but it's a Western. Like it's really it's really really cool. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. I don't know. I, I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on this just because we are gonna get into fame. But uh, yeah, that's what I've been watching. Um, highly recommend The Endless. I would say uh, if you're going to the theater and you're looking for something, I think Crazy Rich Asians is probably your best bet. I think it's gonna be. Um, of a crowd pleaser in, in general and if you're considering happy time murders um if you have any any like anti-immature humor element to your personality don't go to see that movie because it is very much reliant on the immature Corey, what have you been watching so uh happy time murders mm -hmm. and I really was trying to get my friends to go see uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey that night. I'm mm -hmm. kind of surprised that that screened for at least two weeks. But, uh, you know, my one my friend's fiancé wanted to go see Happy Time Murders, and he goes to all of our movies with us. So, you know, and he never complains, even when the movies are not good at all. I'm looking at you. Is it The Good Citizen? I'm looking at you. I don't know. Um, it was a horrible movie. Ah. It was, like... I'm, it's just so bad. Um, they spent all of their, like, funding on the actor. What's his name? He's, like, from Doctor Who. Oh, Peter Capaldi? 
No. Oh no, David Tennant. Oh, I know yeah, what you're talking about. I'm pretty sure that about. he's the one that's on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Okay, so, um, and then I did go see uh 2001: A Space Odyssey, and that was amazing, and I had not realized that I did watch the whole movie, so that's great. But I really loved that movie, and I'm so glad that we were blessed with that in IMAX. Yeah. And then I watched The Autopsy of Jane Doe, and mm. I am always so sketch. I Horror is my favorite genre, but it's also the most diluted with, like, crap. Yeah, yeah, and for sure. So I had been holding off on that one, but... I know you haven't seen it yet. I suggest it. Yeah, I need to give that one a go. I, I bought it a while back, and I just haven't jumped. That's which, I, I mean, that's my MO, uh, buying movies and then just letting them sit on the shelf for a long time. But We have good intentions. Yes. Um, and I have something kind of movie-related I want to talk about. Oh, well, can before we jump into that, can we... Uh, I wanted to go back to 2001 A Space Odyssey for yes. just a second. Um, yes. Because that was a big movie on my gap list. Like, technically, I'd seen it, and I've seen all the major moments... Um, and I've read about it, but I hadn't really sat and watched it, uh, like, especially giving it 100% of my attention, mm-hmm. um, which and I did. And it needs that. It totally needs that. Um, the sound, though, at our theater, which I don't know, again, because I've only seen it at this particular IMAX, so I don't know if all IMAXs are the same, but I had two friends with me, uh, David, who you, um, I've mentioned a lot because he's our editor at BerkReviews.com, and um, our a mutual friend. And they both were really overwhelmed by the sound, like to the point where the a mutual friend got up and left before like 20 minutes of the movie was left because he couldn't take the sound anymore. It was like causing anxiety. It was so what? overwhelming. And it's I, I definitely think that's part of the sound design. I yeah. think it's designed to trip you out. And I don't know if it was the volume level with that that just made it so much where he got up and walked out. And um, I don't know. If that's how it was with anybody, I'm kind of curious. If you saw the rescreening in the IMAX, was it louder than normal for IMAX? Like, I was okay, but my ears are damaged from years of playing rock music, so um, I don't know if that, that helped there me. There were like parts of it that were loud, but well, there's the not, obvious part. Like, the whole movie. The every time there was music, they were overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, now and some of the beeping. Yeah, and it, again, it's it's by design. Like he's clearly building anxiety in you um kubrick i mean the dude is is masterful um you, you see it throughout and like it's some of the effects in that movie considering the year and everything is just 68 yeah mind-boggling the stuff 68. that he's able to pull off at that time um, and sorry go no ahead. please no 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 um i watching it i was kind of surprised at how so many of the science fiction movies that i really enjoy Mm. take from that movie like i know that that wasn't like the first science fiction thing ever i know that we had shows and things like that but i feel like it really set the mold and the pace for pretty much any any science fiction any movie that takes place in space or has to do with like aliens i feel like i'm looking at you you know especially prometheus i um mm-hmm. and now that i'm thinking of like i was just like seeing all these things throughout the movie and i'm like oh my gosh oh my god you know what i mean like is it hal yeah how's the computer the, the murder mm-hmm. if you haven't watched it it's been 50 years guys i'm not gonna feel bad about it, it but is, yeah 
you know, like just those little like story details. But to be fair, like knowing what happens in the story does not ruin that movie because that movie is more than just the story. There's a lot to the visuals, to the sound design. I mean, it is an experience, and I think seeing it on the big screen is definitely. I'm glad in a lot of ways that I had waited because it mm-hmm. it did. It meant something to me because I, I gave it 100% of my t- attention. I'm still not sure about the, the, um, the, what's the, the thing in the middle when it breaks. What is it called? Why can't I think of anything? <laughs> when the movie stops, Corey, and it gives us a break for like 10 minutes. Oh, the intermission. That's what it's called. Good I was lord. like the monolith? What? My brain is just like dirt to dirt. But, um, it's fine. Yeah, the intermission. I don't, it, because it, 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 to me, it came at a weird time. It wasn't in the middle of the movie. It was like, like with like thirty was minutes more than left, half. yeah, yeah. Was, and that's why I was like, "Why is it now?" Like, I I could I can make it. <laughs> like, let's yeah, it I purposely up. did not get a diet coke because I was like, I can't, I can't, you know, I can't wait two and a half hours. And, and what bugged me, like when I saw um the roadshow version of Hateful Eight, yeah. uh, there was a countdown clock, so you knew how long before the movie was yeah. going to come back. I had no clue how long the intermission was, so I didn't want to get up. Because I didn't want to not be in my seat when the movie started again. So, like, I didn't go to the bathroom. And then I, I regretted it. Because, like, the last ten minutes, I was like, oh, my God, I really got to pee. But, yeah. Uh, well, I figured they're going to give you at least enough time to get to and from the bathroom. Yeah, I should have gone. But I, I hesitated. And then then it was too late. Um, it was like it was like a 20-minute intermission. Or at least it felt yeah. like it. I, I, the guy... I asked because I did go get a Diet Coke. And he was like, yeah, it's like 18 minutes. And I was like, what? Yeah, see, I feel like a countdown clock. And again, that's that's not obviously Kubrick's doing. That's like, no. hey, theater people, give us a clock so we know how long we got. Um, or at least, like, tell us on the ticket or something. You know, give us indications of... Cause, like, give us something. I was a little surprised when the intermission happened. Because um, even there was, like, um, the before the movie started, there was, like, two minutes of pitch black just music I know. playing. And but, I've only seen it the one time, and I did not remember that. I was like, is... Is our reel not on? Yeah, I thought the projector was messed up or something. I was about to get up, and then the movie kicked in. I was like, okay, good. It was That was intentional. Um, so, yeah, uh, it, it's a really cool experience. If it's still Is it still playing this weekend, or was last weekend the last one? Um, I think that it might still be playing this week. Well, check your local theater listings. If, if there's IMAX uh, screenings of 2001 A Space Odyssey still around you, I definitely recommend checking it out. Um, they did – mine was full screen um, – at my IMAX, but I have like Limax where it's not true IMAX that I went to. Uh, big Tuna went to the real like big IMAX in, in Point Orlando and said it wasn't the whole screen, so they didn't push the resolution all the way. But um, I, it looks I, like it might be over. Ah, well, if you get another opportunity, it was definitely a cool experience. I know the uh, 4K Blu-ray is coming out soon, though. For uh, <gasps> that's rad. Yeah, so that's another oh. way of getting it, but. They're rescreening so many movies. Like they're rescreening Rudy next week, or I guess yeah, mm-hmm. starting Sunday. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I don't know that I would want to see Rudy in the theater. Like, ne- like I've never seen it, so it's it's got you know Sean Astin's in it, so I, I like that. But um, what? Am I wrong? Is that I you're probably wrong. right? But all no, I'm, I'm right. thinking I'm about right. yeah, I'm, is I'm him right. in Stranger Things. Oh yeah, this is young Sean Astin. Right after I think it's before Encino. Uh, no, it's after Encino Man. I think. Um. You know, I'm a big Encino Man fan. Uh, as, as bad as that movie was, I, I loved it as a kid, so I love it now. It's like A highlight know. of my life was seeing Polly Shore a couple months ago. I know. I am not here to judge you. I love Polly Shore, but my personal favorite is Son-in-Law. 
I, I like Sandlot a lot too. But um, those actually, I like those two. Um, I also liked In the Army Now, although I thought, I mean, I was just a Polly Shore fan as a kid, apparently. Yeah. Um, and I also, I I, ne- I didn't like Jury Duty. I think that was the first one I didn't like at all. But I find joy in Biodome, as bad as that movie is. Biodome is hilarious. Biodome cracks me. The, the safety dance montage is one yes, of my favorites. Yes, I love that! Um, so, as stupid as it is. yeah. It, no. Um, but, in fact, I had a cool moment with one of my bosses. We were talking about movies. Uh, he, he always talks to movies with me. And um, out of nowhere, he, uh, we were talking about um, Unbreakable. And, and, like, I was mentioning Glass to him. You know, that's in the process. Um, and he's like, you know what? I wish they would have made a sequel of Hudson Hawk. And I was like, oh, my God. Are you kidding? Because I am probably the only person you could say that to and, and agree. Because I love how bad that movie is. Like, I love Hudson Hawk still. Uh, listeners of this podcast know that because I made you and Mike listen to it last year. And um, before we get into fame, Corey, I do want to give you a heads up. Uh, I still want to talk about something. Oh, well, let's let's do that first. Okay, so this is kind of movie related, but I have challenged myself to read more. Oh. And one of the first books that I checked out with my brand new library card is Uncommon Type, which is a collection of short stories right up my alley by by Tom Hanks. Oh, cool. So I'm just okay, reading yeah, it yeah. and imagining it in his voice. <laughs> so, but they're actually, it's pretty good. I'm already, I'm like, I'm a slow reader, guys. I'm like 120 or 30 pages in, I think. But it's actually pretty good. You're like reading all this, like these glowing reviews on the back of the book. One of which is by Steve Martin. But you're like, is it really because it's a great book? Or is it just because everyone loves Tom Hanks so much? But well, and, it's actually uh, pretty good. I believe, like, because he's into typewriters. Like, he collects typewriters. He and stuff. loves typewriters. Yes. Mm. So, in each of the stories, there has been something to do with the typewriter. Oh, okay. Like, it can be something small, like the kids, like, type up a letter to Santa or something small like that. But it's just a cool, like, thing mm. that's, like, threading them together. Um, and- go ahead. Did you say you were going to warn me about something? Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, if you listen to our other podcast, Top 5 Movies, um, you know that we are at the tail end of the summer fantasy draft that we do uh, to kind of introduce the summer movies, but also to have a little bit of fun with them. And I am uh, 100% confident Mike is going to win. We didn't think that was going to happen. We no. were all pretty sure it was going to be you. I, I sh- Avengers, um, th- my, my unfortunate... Uh, pick of blind spotting which is still my favorite movie of the year but it did not do enough like if i had picked crazy rich asians or the meg um which i wouldn't have got the meg at that point but uh i went i went with my heart on that one because i love blind spotting i was hoping it was gonna just blow up at the box office and it did not um and i mean my honestly uncle drew didn't do as well as i'd hoped and um i'm not even remembering what my fifth movie is but uh mike even with Gotti only doing four million dollars, what? He had Incredibles two and Ant Man and the Wasp. I think. I thought uh, I had Ant Man. Okay, Ant-Man then th- I might be wrong. He has two big movies though. I thought you had Jurassic World and. I don't really know what I did. Yeah. Anyways, he's got uh, almost a hundred points more than me, and I don't think I'm gonna have a chance of catching him. Which means. Oh no, what is he going to make us watch? <laughs> okay, we should have made some parameters, as uh-huh. in, there are some movies that he watches that I just can't watch. Yeah, like, I can't sit through, like, the, what's the, 
human centipede or um, i sat through the human centipede and i don't understand why they had to make two more um and like not even that but there's one that's on criterion that he's talked about sallow yes that he says and i hope he wouldn't do that to us because and we're, we're i think we're safe there yeah because i think one of our stipulations was it has to be accessible like oh, fair to enough. watch like because I, I bought hudson hawk for you guys last year so that you wouldn't have to pay for it so like i and don't you think also just really wanted to watch it again i also really like that movie that's the thing i do like that movie so i didn't pick a movie i hated and make you watch it i picked a movie that i like and made you watch it and and as much smack as was talked about that movie i was really expecting it to be real bad yeah and again it was that's fine it's, i it's feel like great, i would have but... liked it when I was a kid. That's the thing, because it has nostalgia for me, because I did find it when, it, like, I rented it from, like, Specs Video, and I kept it for, like, a week. You know, I watched it, like, every day. So it was, like, $500. Uh, uh, no, I think it was, like, a 99-cent rental at that time. It was, oh, like, a dollar a day. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, and it was on VHS, of course. Um, so. No other way. I've, I've just loved that movie for a long time. And, I again, I acknowledge that it's really campy and, and really dumb. But I, man, I love it. And Bruce Willis, to me, of the 80s action stars, is my favorite. Even though he's, right now, he's not doing anything worthwhile unless Glass is great. But, like, Death Wish was really disappointing. I mean, he's, the last couple of movies he's done have been straight to DVD. So, um, but I hope, I hope Glass is great. Um, and I think we do need to move on to our movie of the week. Um, which, I don't think I mentioned anything about this, but this is the last movie for the month of August. Uh, where we will be discussing, um... We, we've been looking at high school movies, and we've watched Rushmore, Election, um, American Graffiti, and I am forgetting one that I picked. It is not coming to me, but this is the last movie for the month, and we're watching, uh, we watched Fame from 1980. Um, Fame is a drama music musical, a chronicle of the lives of several teenagers who attend a New York high school for students gifted in the performing arts. Um, there's not really like a major star from my recollection. Uh, Eddie Barth, Irene Cara, Lee Carreri, Laura Dean, um, Antonia Francesca, Boyd Gaines. I mean, I, I don't know these people outside of this movie. Um, and some of them did do their, uh, the TV show. Um, Paul McCrane, directed by Alan Parker and uh, written by Christopher Gore. Um, this was remade in 2009, I think, with Kelsey Grammer uh, as one of the teachers. Um, the Metascore on this is a 58, and the the remake is like a 36 or something like that. So, uh, not loved, but the TV show was very popular in the 80s. Um, I do remember my mom being a fan of it when I was a kid. I just never really watched it, that I recall. Um, but Corey, what were your thoughts of Fame before we get into uh, spoilers? Um... I don't really have anything good to say about it. I also did not like this movie. Um, I I it did watch it late. Two hours and 14 minutes. Way too long. Um, yeah. Uh, so here is one of my problems with musicals. And while I wouldn't necessarily say that this is a straight up musical. Well, the music um, happens in, in general places where it makes sense. For yes. music. It's not like a, it's not one of those surreal musicals where songs appear out of nowhere. This is a school for the performing arts. So musical numbers are expected. Most of it makes sense. There's one scene where I was like, this is so stupid. Um, mm. And so Irene Cara or Kara has a really great voice. Mm-hmm. 
but everyone else i feel like that's like the mo of musicals is nobody can sing right it's not something i would go out of my way to listen to and i can't wait for it to stop the ones that i don't like i agree with completely um i i you know i like musicals um i don't like all musicals but i do like musicals um I like high school movies um, a lot of times. I don't like all of them either, but um, this movie, my big issue, and I won't get into specifics here, but I will in spoilers, is there's so many characters um, that, uh, and I'm I'm fine with an ensemble movie, but they introduce all these storylines that never go anywhere. Um, almost, I don't think there's a single storyline that's ever really co- cohesively d- developed or finished and maybe that's something that people like i mean it's got a 58 metascore so obviously there are some people who like this movie but there are definitely people who don't and um two oscars most likely for soundtrack or for uh editing or something um but i i I wouldn't have guessed that to be honest um oscar winner for best best music original song doesn't say what song and original score oh fame duh of course why would it be any other songs um because they, they actually, I was shocked when they pull out uh, the Rocky Horror Picture um, Time Warp song in this movie. Um, I was a little surprised that that was included, but I, I like, there's several storylines and several characters that get introduced and then they're just kind of dropped for a long time. I don't, I'm all for an ensemble cast when it makes sense, but to just have an ensemble cast because you want to, like, give an emphasis of, like, the size of the school or, like, there's definitely, um, I think they're trying to con- convey like this kind of cutthroat element of the arts, like that we're all trying to get what we want and we're willing to do what we have to do and we're willing to make sacrifices. But I, I don't, don't. I was gonna say I don't, I don't feel like it comes off that way, but I feel like that's what they're trying maybe to do. It doesn't really go anywhere for anyone. Mm-mm. And no that, one. I was so shocked when we saw freshman year, and then like you know, after 40 minutes or so, we hit sophomore year. I'm like, oh my god, we're gonna go all four years? Like, I just thought we were gonna see freshman year. Gross. And, um... Or maybe just wrap it up with, you know, senior year when they're graduating. Yeah, like, pick one and go with it, and, um... You know, I... Or a character and follow them through. Well, I watched this with with my wife, and... Yeah, a character would have been... Or even, three, like, two or three characters, but they, they try to, like, juggle, like, 20 character arcs, and none of them develop. But, um, Kathy didn't like this either. Like, she was, like, the next day she's like, I really didn't like that movie. I'm like, yeah, me either. Like, I don't, I don't hate this movie either, though. That's the thing. It didn't do anything so bad that I was, like, upset about it. It was just, like, every time I would start to get invested in something, it would never come back. And, and spoilers, I will give some specific examples. Again, I don't want to wreck the movie, but, um, and the songs I never found particularly great either. So, it was like, well, this movie's not doing anything for me. Because if, if a musical doesn't have a great story, but I'm, like, really into the the performances and stuff. I mean, Once is a really great example to me where it, it is, it's one of the most simple stories you could, you could give. But the music is so outstanding that I can forgive any, like, simplicity to the story or anything. It doesn't exactly go the way you might want it to go. But the, the, the performances are so good that you can overlook just that. just cried. So. Every movie's not going to end the way that we want it to, but that was very disappointing. (sighs) But, man, like, fame is just, like, I I don't feel like there was anything super redeeming. someone had freaking ADHD or something, or, like, 
and they're just like, you know, like, I don't know, like a mouse on steroids. I don't really know. Well, like, like one character who, again, I won't get into what happens, but Leroy, um, Leroy's character, he gets into a early or like in the very beginning of the movie, like once he gets into school, cause he's not even auditioning for the school. He's there to help his friend audition. He gets offered the, the spot at the school. She doesn't, which that never comes back. That's happens in the first scene and then bye bye girl hello Leroy and then Leroy gets into it with his English teacher and she calls his boombox a ghetto blaster which definitely doesn't hold up in terms of time now you know like I'm like oh my god that is that's not cool lady and then their feud never really goes anywhere like it they introduce it like it's going to be this big arc and it, it has moments there's a few things that happen but nothing that feels done or complete or full or purposeful it's just here's another fight with leroy and the teacher and even more the things that are said to back and forth should have had consequences and there's never any consequences like nothing that happens i i ultimately think this movie is not for me and it has a lot of i would call problems but maybe i'm missing the point and that is possible there could be Maybe this is more like an art house, like avant-garde style of musical, and it's just going over my head. But I, I did not, I was not thrilled with this film, and I, I, it sounds like you're kind of the same. I'm not as forgiving as you are. Oh, harsher. All right, well, Corey, <laughs> why don't we move hey into guys. spoilers? From here on out, we are going to talk about this movie in great detail. If you want to go watch it first, you're going to have to rent it, probably. Uh, but you've been warned. Yeah. Luckily, it was only 99 cents on Amazon when we rented it. I had to pay two ninety nine. Oh. Well. It was not worth my two ninety nine. Sorry. I think I... about how long I have to work for that $2.99. Sorry. Try to think about all those times you've bought a soda and forgot about it, and then it got too hot and you never drank it again? Not very often. Oh, okay. I love my Diet Coke. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, I was trying. Um, you were. Thank you. I appreciate I, it. I... You got lucky, I guess, because uh, Kathy, we, this is the farthest I've ever watched the movie to our recording, because I think I watched it exactly a week ago, mm-hmm. um, and I don't usually do that. I like to keep it like a day or two, but uh, she was like, what do you, she wanted to watch a movie, and she's like, well, what are you, aren't you supposed to watch Fame? I'm like, yeah, but we're not recording until like a week. She's like, well, let's watch it now. I'm like, all right, and luckily, she did that apparently, because it was only 99 cents when we rented it, so um and it, I, I swore it was on Prime before, so it might have just come off of Prime. I think so, too. But then I think the the new one's on Prime, and that, I might have just mis- yeah. mislooked or whatever. But um, So Leroy and the teacher, let's start there. He smashes all the windows in the hallway and doesn't seem to get in trouble for it. Why know? wouldn't he be arrested for that? Uh, expelled, arrested, something. Multiple I mean, times, like, the teacher threatens him, and... Nothing ever happens. So there's no stakes at all in this movie. And then, like, we get th- that moment where he find like, he goes to the hospital and basically is, like, telling her he- she needs to pass him so he can get this job. That doesn't make any sense. We've never seen anything about this job. It's just he's telling us that he's got an op- opportunity and sh- her husband's dying. And there's, like, a moment of sympathy that he finally extends to her, which I don't know that he needed to give the sympathy to her because... She was, like, she's, as a teacher, here's a kid who can't read, and she's, like, attacking him 
Like, you gotta learn to read. It's like, that's your job. Teach the kid to read. Hold like, on, but you can't, it, you can't, you can't blame her for that. He's like, he's like, how old? Well, no, agreed, but it's our job to recognize why a student is struggling. Like, is he struggling simply because he doesn't want to do the work or because he can't do the work? And then you, you do, because you don't know his background. You don't know what he went through to, before he got there. And we do, because we see him, like, well, okay, I don't want to give this movie too much credit. We get hints that he's hanging out with the wrong type of people and that he's homeless. That like, he's homeless. Yeah. So, you know, we get a little bit of that. The backstory development of any of the characters is, is very weak, and most of it's just told to us. But, um... Or you're just like, is that what's happening? Is this what's yeah. going on? Because it's, it's, it's really... I mean, there's some bad... Uh, it's just bad it's, a lot of times. Um, yeah. I did... I wrote... I'm looking at my notes, which I stopped taking notes about halfway through. But I have uh, too many storylines with a question mark. Just like, why... We have so like much going on. Stupid rich girl that's all um, flaunting that she can have Leroy and yeah. she goes and gets pregnant and has to get an abortion and But they never finish with that. We see her at the clinic, we get no aftermath. We don't know how she's feeling, we don't know if she went through with it. She doesn't confront Leroy about it. Like why even have it in the movie if you're not gonna do something with it, you know? Uh so let's talk about the really stupid lunchroom. Song? musical number <laughs> it was so stupid stupid I, they made I, a song about the lunch lady was that what they were singing about yes i remember them like you know singing and i i didn't dislike that number um i didn't think it was stupid. like particularly great um i thought the lunch being that chaotic was unbelievable this is like it, i it's, i'm under the impression this is a private school like you, you audition to get in, which means that there's a certain level that they're not just gonna like, they're not gonna let people run wild in the school like we see in the movie. Because but like, I felt like it was like a public, but, like art school. Yes, like, I I don't think that I have to pay to go there, but they still, if people are auditioning to get in, that means they can choose who goes there. It means they're they're a choice school. They're not a they're not a roll up school, and. I, this might be I know too much about the politics because I am a teacher, but um, like there's no way that school would let people do what they were doing because they, they would just kick them out and get someone else because there's other people who didn't get into the school who want to be there. And I didn't understand like everyone that was it. I don't know. I didn't feel like many people were really that invested in what no. they were doing because they were just like, oh, well, then I'll just go over to drama or oh i'll just go over to music or mm -hmm. you know like i didn't feel and that one girl was her name lisa who was the girl that talked all the time and then was pretty much kicked out of dance and then they had that super ultra dramatic point where they acted like she was gonna <coughs> jump in front of the train the subway mm -hmm. and then she was just kicking her stupid dance clothes down there and it's like yeah. i don't want you to jump in front of the train but no but yeah don't don't please the stakes not no one's at risk really in the movie because even like um the one of the toughest scenes is when the girl's like taking her top off for the uh the the porno guy you know like yeah. the, he's acting like he's a, a casting director but he's clearly not a casting director like because I, I don't remember i this is the thing i'm now i'm, I'm like did i forget stuff or did stuff just never come back because i don't remember if anything comes of that like 
No, then we see her singing at the senior yeah. thing. And can we just, every person, trust your gut? <laughs> That's, like, all I was thinking yeah. the whole time. Leave. Well, and, and she was also she was the one who was singing with Bruno, right? And she was trying to get Bruno to, like, be in her band or whatever. That's the same girl, right? Mm-hmm. So she, um, we we see, like, Bruno's dad really likes her. You know, Bruno's dad's the cab driver. And um, we see... Like, that she's not living in good conditions, but she doesn't want them to know. Like, he, she has them drop her off at another house or whatever, and then she pretends to go up and then leaves. Like, again, that's another one of many, many threads that never go anywhere. And I don't need a movie to spell everything out for me or anything like that. But, but nothing's developed. Nothing is, yeah, exactly. Like, don't introduce a billion topics that have no <sighs> real bearing. And I felt like they were just trying to throw nudity into this movie, mm-hmm. and it was... Even though they tried to make it make sense, it felt so out of place and so forced. And I'm not. I'm not. And they go for the gag. Like the guy's taking a crap and playing the French horn. Yeah. And they're like looking in the girls locker room like those girls wouldn't know all that time that these four or five boys are standing on top of like bathroom stalls. And we didn't need her to turn around. You know what I mean? Like to get the point. Like I just felt like. They were trying so hard. Yeah, um, I was, I was like, wow. One, you ripped off Porky's, and not in a way that was entertaining. Like, like Porky's that scene where they're looking through the people. Like, man, it, it, it pays off in a real way. And while yes, it's there for the same reason to just get boobs into the movie, it makes more sense contextually that it happens. Like here, it's just like, okay, so you're you're pulling from a scene. Um, one, how the heck did they figure out that they could even see through there? Because it's not like Porky's they're standing on the ground like it's a normal like they knew they could see through that if I'm not mistaken I think they put the holes there like here you would have had to like take a huge risk climbing on top of the the bathroom stall to squeeze your head in to see if you could see anything on the other side you know like again don't need backstory I'm just saying wow what a contrived scene to force nudity into this movie and then again with her in front of the camera like it I don't. I don't know. It they was could just... have cut from that so much faster. Yeah, there was no reason to actually see it. Like we could have seen the guy and her hear her crying without seeing her actually naked. Um, it was, and that was a bothersome scene, especially because we know she's a high school student. You know, like exactly. Well, all of them are high school students, but yes, exactly. And yeah, ugh. I mean, none of them are, are actually. I'm assuming none no. of them were. Of... She was 21. Okay. I, I like looked that up. She was 21 when she was in that movie but well and then you know you get the story with doris which when we first meet doris can't stand her and her mom's like making her sing and stuff like that she's Um, not even a good singer what yeah well the mom that i thought there was going to be a story there but that's again it's it's a loose story that never really develops you know doris gets a little bit of um you know backbone and confidence she what she doesn't she change her name or is Doris the change name? I don't even remember. No, Doris is her original name. I forget okay. her. Whatever. But she she falls in with Rawl, I think. Um, I think I wrote Rawl. I don't know if that's the right name. Ralph. Is it Ralph? Maybe Ralph Garcia or it, something. Might have autocorrected on me here, but um, and then I I want to go back because well not go back, but Ralph and her are together, but then he freaking ends up um, his sister gets raped. Like they like they you know it's barely we don't see it but it's like hinted at and then he says that she was like raped or molested or something well i thought he said she got beat up 
I I thought rape. Um, I could be wrong, but the way he acts afterwards, to me, implied heavily that it was rape. And I I could be wrong. Maybe I misinterpreted or or just jumped to conclusions. But it's still like that. I don't know. There's so much like weird drama. It's just and Kathy, I guess, watched the show and said the show was way better. And I could believe that because it does feel like a TV show more than a movie. You know, like it's like we're just like cramming through episodes. It's like we got a condensed version or an abridged version of like the entire run of the show in the movie. You know, like we didn't get all of the, we just got like major highlights um, of the things that if you watch the show. Yeah, this is an extended trailer for the TV show, I think. <laughs> oh, right, fair enough. Because there's so many, there's so many, there's too many threads. And it does, like, this clearly sets, like, the table for Glee, right? Like, if you look at how Glee's structured, this is the setup for Glee. Like, each season's one year at the school, and then, you know, they contrive reasons to keep the kids at the school even after they graduate. But I I assumed you watched Glee. Did you ever watch Glee? No. Oh. Kathy and I got into it for a little bit. Kathy got it really, she rewatched all of it. I think I stopped at season three or something. Uh, but yeah, the music's good. And Jane Lynch is funny, but also re- the character goes way overboard in that show. But um, I, uh, yeah, I I really didn't like fame. Um, I, I hate that we're ending on a sour note. Um, and I'd say for the most part, we've been kind of up and down with the high school movies this this month. Um, I don't think we've really agreed on anything all the way. I think if I could remember what that other movie was, I think we might have agreed on the one I'm forgetting. And uh, I'm looking at now. Well, um, neither of us. Oh, liked... Fast Times. That's what it was. Duh. I think you liked that a little more than I did, but. Oh, I love Rushmore. Rushmore was probably my favorite. I hated elect uh, election. Election still makes me uncomfortable. Um. And I, I did like I actually liked Election more than I've liked it in other viewings, but um, I didn't realize this. This is a fun coincidence. Uh, did you realize that our topic for next month transitions Gross. perfectly from fame? Yeah, I'm not very excited about it. <laughs> oh, I am because there's two movies on the list that I've been. I'm struggling. I'm still trying to find one. Well, I might have one to recommend if you've never, if you've not seen it, if I can remember what it is. Um, but. As a person, I just don't like those types of movies. Like, I just don't. Well, before we get into next month and our next episode, let's wrap up fame. So, I'm going to say not a total waste of time. I'm going to say avoid like the plague. I thought that's where you were going. So, Corey and I, not not fans of fame. Um, I'm saying there's some things that could be redeemable. I think there's some solid performances from a, peop- a lot of people who I'm not familiar with. Um, and that's always, you know, promising. Although, from what I saw, none of them had huge careers after fame either um not that they haven't worked but just nothing they've never like blown up or anything oh boy um all right so we're moving into september and it's a month of musicals i don't know why i picked musicals for september back when we we started building this list um it's one of the only ones that Corey has not finished picking her movies for um actually you haven't picked for the rest of the year you've picked one and then you have the rest of the year still to pick out I know, I've been thinking, like, but, I'm having a hard time. Luckily for me, there are two big musicals on my gap list um, that I've been wanting to knock out for a while. There's more, but these two I've been meaning to watch. But we're going to start with the one for next week on uh, September 7th. Um, that's when we record, I should say, for the listeners. But we're going to be watching the 2004 Phantom of the Opera. 
Um, I have never seen any version of Phantom of the Opera all the way through. Uh, it's a musical that many of my students, um, both film and students that are like in orchestra and stuff, always gasp when I say I've never seen it. Um, I won't lie that I just realized Gerard Butler's in it, and that put a like punch in my stomach. Um, oh, and you don't like you don't like Gerard Butler? He does some bad stuff, Corey. He does some bad stuff. He does, but he does some really good stuff. P.S. I love you. Yeah, true, but um, Patrick Wilson's in this as well. And three hundred. Oh, I really like Patrick Wilson I a do. lot. Oh, Mini Drivers in it, Syrian Hines. Sold. Um, although, uh, it's directed by a man who I have a lot of problems with, Joel Schumacher. Um, and to clarify, I have a lot of problems with because he directed Batman Forever and worse, Batman and Robin, which is the worst Batman movie ever made. And I've seen Batman versus Superman, so I have some issues, but. People praise this movie. It has a 40 on Metacritic, but a 7.3 IMDb user score. So I'm not sure how I'm going to feel about it. Um, I don't know that Gerard Butler can sing. That's got me on edge. He just has to be handsome. Yeah, but it's a musical, Corey. It's a musical. <laughs> no. Most people that sing in musicals shouldn't. So there we go. Uh, we're looking at you, Russell Crowe and Les Mis. But um, <sighs> that's our, our, our also- whole month did St. Elmo's Fire, which I'm a fan of, and he did Flatliners. Schumacher did Flatliners. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I like the first Flatliners. I do not yeah. like the remake of Flatliners. Because um, it was unnecessary. Yeah, and also because it was not well put together. But And it had a really strong cast, because it had Ellen Page, Diego Luna, and Kiersey Clemens, who I've become a huge fan of, thanks oh. to Hearts Be Loud. So, um, yeah. What happened there, Flatliners? But um, Hold on, the daughter? Where? What are we talking about? In Flatliners from Hearts Beat Loud? Yeah. What? Yeah, she's in she's in the remake of Flatliners. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. She's the spastic kind of over like overprotected daughter. Remember like the one who you saw the new one, right? No. Oh, oh I okay. didn't I avoided that. Sorry, I thought you went and saw it with me. Um not with me, but you know. Also. Yeah. Um Yeah, but so that's our next episode. Um yeah, he's done some other stuff. But he still made Batman and Robin, Corey. I can't get past it. Um, so we'll be watching Phantom of the Opera. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can email us at contact at com. That is contact at com, and give us your uh, thoughts about uh, Phantom of the Opera or any of the other movies that we've reviewed. We'd love to read them on the air, so hit us up there. Um, you can also reach us out on social media. I am at Reviews and Corey. At Corey R Star, two R's on the end. And as of this post, um, on our <laughs> website, we have our new uh, Corey's Netflix's comings and goings, um, which uh, feature what's coming to Netflix in September. Which my favorite movie of all time is coming to Netflix, which is really cool. And um, what's leaving Netflix? So if you want to check that out, if you're a, Net- a Netflix subscriber. Hit up BerkReviews.com for that, plus all of my reviews for the new movies that are coming out this week. Um, is there anything else, Corey? Nope. I hope everybody had a safe and happy long weekend. Yes, nice three-day weekend. And I hope that while you had all this extra time, that you keep watching movies. This has been a Burke Reviews podcast. BerkReviews.com. <laughs>